Did you guys hear the news? No. What's the news? Humble Bundle is over. Oh, God. What? No, it's back. It's hum- no humble. more. What? I so A lot of people are saying the bundle's not humble. I think a major publisher coming to gamers and saying, just give us anything, yeah. please, any amount of money, and we'll let you have all these things, please, just anything. I think that's pretty that humble. That is pretty humble. It's, that's about it as, seems humble to me. It's about as humble as it gets. I just don't get it, you guys. What don't I you just get? don't get it. I just bought, like, eight games for 15 bucks. Like, that's bonkers. I could have paid a buck. Like, how is how in any way is that a bad thing? Yeah, it's well, not a... Well, you got to compare... This is a little math lesson for you, Griff. You got to compare any bucks with no bucks. Because <laughs> that's what they were getting before. Yesterday, they didn't get any money. Mm-hmm. I follow and you. And today they they they're they're going to get some money. The complaint of that's the funding isn't going towards helping a company make more games. Like it definitely wicked is in the case of THQ. Yeah, really. THQ is asking yeah. its mom for money to help make games. Like they <laughs> definitely super need it. Justin McElroy and I know the best game really. My name is Griffin McElroy and I am here to guide you through what games this week are good. My name is Christopher Plant and I know a pretty good game this week. My name is Rose Frostick and I know the best game of the week. Here on the Besties, we take the hottest, latest, greatest uh, releases from the week, pit them against each other in Mortal Kombat until one comes out on top. And then we pit it against our current reigning champion to see which one reigns supreme. Russ Freshdick. Blops. Do you know? Blops. <laughs> Blops 2. Blops 2. I, uh, st- I finished the campaign for Blops. Oh, boy. As did I. Um, uh, I kind of Shut up, Jason. Maybe it's because you're you- wrong. No, no, no. It may be because you lowered my expectations Maybe. so much. It- like, But, like, I thought it was kind of cool. The ending, uh, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of really cool parts in the campaign. The ending. <laughs> the last the, 10 minutes. The ending is a total dog fart. And then you're like, well, that was a dog fart. And then the credits roll. <laughs> and then comes the real dog fart. Oh, boy. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I, I won't say what happens, but I, it's unbelievably bad. It's like a. It's like a Deadly Premonitions-esque level of unbelievability, and it happens at the end of the biggest entertainment franchise in the universe. <laughs> well, to its credit, it takes about 30 minutes to get through all the credits, so could, maybe like by you then you're sort of like, thinking you're watching something else. Uh, I really did actually go outside and uh, hook up all of my Christmas lights. And then, uh, Russ, Christmas is a, um, it's, it's a holiday celebration. <laughs> what was this? Birth of Jesus. Uh, it's a, I'll, 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 we'll talk after. Is it like Simha's Torah? <laughs> I've got good news, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I went outside, hooked up all my Christmas lights, and came back in, and the, the uh, credits were still going on. <laughs> um, um, that, but that, you, when you see what happens in the last, like, ten minutes of this game, after you beat it, you my jaw was on the floor. And we're not even I talking about the... Believe... Uh, is it a spoiler to say that Jimmy Kimmel is in the end? I didn't even I... see that. What? Oh, okay. So, uh, you could bleep out whatever you want, but essentially, because the game has divergent endings, depending on what you do, one of the endings features late-night show host Jimmy Kimmel interviewing Karma, the hacker girl. And... And Menendez is watching her and Jimmy Kimmel on TV and shaking his fists angrily. Oh, God. Okay, well, if that had happened in my game, it would have been a really one-sided interview. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, so, Jimmy Kimmel died in yeah. Justin's game. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel died in my universe. I can't. I, um, I that It's worth playing through. But, but Okay, but the game itself... Uh, I I thought it was like really crazy. The la- like the ending level is insane. Really, the final uh, level you're talking. I didn't think it was interesting at all. 
it's like it's cr there's so much going on like it's it feels so against the odds in a way that like those games really don't it feels like sort of like one of those one in a million chance type things and there was a level before that actually where you're trying to act like your goal is to avoid conflict but it's not a stealth mission um like you get through the level sort of by avoiding killing people oh and yeah that was a good one that was really i have cool, no actually. idea what level you're talking about you're a um, you're a secret agent and so you don't want to kill any of your guys oh oh right i but killed all of, of my guys going on around no oh, there's a lot of fighting going on around you um the only thing i thought was weird other than the ending was um i know people talked up a lot about like the divergent th stuff uh a lot of it you wouldn't really realize was divergent um i had a uh for instance i had a, a an issue where i accidentally started the next mission when i wanted to do a strike force mission and the strike force side missions uh will are they dry up they disappear after a while yeah. so there's no way to go back to the menu and choose another mission once you start a mission so what i had to do was actually rewind the game to the mission before that and play it again um and in that, the last thing that happens in this level is you're chasing a bad guy. And when I, uh, when I was chasing this dude, the first time I was playing, I, I uh, killed the guy, his bodyguards and then I shot the guy. And I thought that's just like how the level ended. The second time I played, I, he got away from me and lived. Uh, but I would never have realized, I mean, it never would have occurred to me that it was divergent yeah. and like i think if you don't realize then it's almost like what's the point yeah because right it's essentially know, playing out you only realize it right i mean it's like you only realize if you only realize that it was divergent when you're like talking to someone later i so i knew to a certain extent when i reviewed it that there were divergent paths but i didn't know how divergent it was until the very very end uh when i talked to people about it and it was at that point, yeah, I essentially felt like, oh, that's like a cool, interesting thing that it played out differently for someone else. But it didn't really pay off in the way that like a decision in Walking Dead pays off where like honestly, like anything you do, you feel like is a divergent path here. Yeah. Essentially, as you were saying, it just feels like a Call of Duty story. Like it doesn't feel like you are making any real impact in what you're doing, except for like a couple very specific parts. So yeah, that's Call of Duty. That's our game of the year, 2012. <laughs> Thanks. No, it, I, I really actually liked a high percentage of the levels, and I didn't even finish Modern Warfare 3. Uh, and I, I actually really liked a lot of what Black Ops is doing. I thought it was a lot of it was really interesting. Man, um, I, that's too bad because the end of Modern Warfare 3 is, is bonkers. It is. Oh, my <laughs> also, God. It's good. You go get a phone, you just want a phone to talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off, because they got all this fine print little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice easy solution? Save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So let's talk about this week's game. Yeah, there's a lot. That's a good idea. Uh, what, what's what's everybody been playing? I honestly, guys, I play Black Ops Two. That's what the kids have been playing. That's where I've been at. 
That's where I'm at right now. That's where I live. That's where my house is. I've had a, a much broader palette, but I think we're going to kick things off with Hitman Absolution. Which uh, Who's been playing that joint? Been playing that. Chris Plant. Yeah. Have you been playing that too, Russ? No, not at all. Oh, man. Am I the Blood only lust. one who's been playing it? Yeah. I've heard about it, and I one time I killed a man. Oh, wow. Were you... Yeah, I killed a man in, um, in Charleston, South Carolina. Were you dressed as like a French stripper and you no, used, I was like, just like wearing my wire? just wearing my just wearing my civvies, mm-hmm. just wearing like I was wearing like a jeans and I was wearing like a sweater. It was in fall, so it was a little chilly, and uh, so I killed a man. Wow! Wow! Did, did you feed him different. fugu or how'd you do it? Uh, I punt. I just punched and kicked him. Oh, until he, until he died. Until he stopped. That's until a good died. way to do it. That's classic. How many punches yeah. and kicks stuff. does it take to kill a man? It depends on like your strength and the relative like weakness of the bones of the person you're punching and kicking. So it was like I don't know, it was like thirty, wow, thirty he, of each. He must have had like a bone disease. I because I measured it because for each punch I did, I also did one kick. So oh, I kept that's smart. In my mouth. <laughs> I would alternate. I would do a punch and then a kick and then a punch. That's basically Krav Maga. Yeah. So how's Hitman? <laughs> It's good. I, I feel like I'm probably not the best person in the world to describe it. Uh, well, you're, you're the, the only, only one, one on the I've show to played, describe uh, it. So. the beginning, and I had not played a lot of Hitman games. So maybe I'm speaking to all the people who are new to Hitman like I am. Uh, it's really good. It's like playing a David Fincher movie. Those old David Fincher movies, like Seven, the old. Uh, mm. But it just visually is just very dark and grim, but has this kind of uh, macabre humor about it. Uh, so the premise, if you don't know, is you are a hitman. Uh, you are bald. You look like the hitman that was in the movie Hitman that was based on this series of video games. <laughs> uh, you have uh, a, the little barcode tattooed to your neck. There's a whole story about how you have to save this little girl. It's terribly uninteresting. Uh, what is interesting <laughs> is what you do. Uh, each mission is a hit, uh, and you have one person so far that you need to uh, assassinate. Have and you have you played any of the Hitman games? Nah, I've played like 10 minutes of each of them, maybe. Okay. I was always, I w- honestly, I was always intimidated by them because there are certain fan bases that I think scare people like me away from games. And yeah. people would describe this game as the most impossibly difficult and like cerebral game that you will ever play. Cerebral. And uh, so far, what I can tell from this game, it's not the case. Uh, it's pretty easy. Um, yeah. Anywho, so the point is, you have to kill someone. Uh, and in the map, there will be like, maybe a dozen ways to do it maybe more uh but you don't know about this beforehand you just try to figure out by listening to other people's conversations how to uh how to maybe lure this guy away from where he's at uh and blow him up an example early on is like you're in the middle of chinatown and this guy is in a very very densely populated area uh with bodyguards everywhere so i walked over to his car uh i beat on it so the alarm went off he came over to check out the car and i shot him in the face uh oh. buried him and i stole the clothes of his nearest guard and so just what walked out uh, uh, what that's i like find a really f- simple version of what you can do you can do things way more complicated than that i think it's kind of funny that he's supposed to be like the world's greatest hitman and his whole plan for all of these missions uh, i'm just gonna wing it yeah, that he just I'll figure it out. In and he's like, I'm going to go in, assume that they're going to hang out here for at least, uh, you know, 30 minutes and listen to strangers because they will obviously know the best way to kill this person. And they will mm. just coincidentally discuss things that would be like the worst things to discuss if you want to protect <laughs> someone like, oh, yeah, that, that guy sure is standing in the middle over there. Hey, uh, Linda, I don't know if you heard, but that window uh, two two stories above him uh, has a sniper rifle in it. Huh? Okay, cool, thanks, Todd. Uh, see you later. Hope the kids are well. Todd, that may qualify as sexual harassment. <laughs> I'm not. So, uh, Linda, somebody's watching us right now. If you don't give me a kiss, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. Hey, I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor about Jerry. I heard he hates being put into meat grinders. <laughs> it's his only weakness. The, the thing about this game is there's also this really twisted sense of humor, which you, if you've seen images or video of the game, like. <clears throat> the hitman will dress up as uh, all sorts of goofy shit, like the Swedish chef or like a mascot or something. But also, the conversations people have are awful. Like, one of the first conversations that you overhear at the beginning of the game is you're about to reach into a window and pull a man out and throw him to his death, like on the craggy rocks below. And his last words are, Oh, yeah, they called. And it turns out it's not terminal. The cancer's going to be just okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like. Oh, God. Oh, um, 
So yeah, the, the, I like playing this for the first time. It's a little unusual because my instinct for a game like this is to just blast through it. And this game would be incredibly fast uh, if you did that. They put so much time and effort into these like gorgeous environments and all the different things you can do with them. Uh, and they don't really motivate you in any way to go back and play the levels. I mean, that is an option that pops up at the end, along with, you know, like all these uh, icons that are badges, basically, you can earn. And those kind of hint at other things you can do, and ultimately you want to, you know, 100% the stage. But right. there's no, there's nothing that the game does to make it clear why I would want to do that other than my own, like, curiosity chief foes yeah and, and and that's fine but it's like man they put so much work into each of these stages yeah and i i mean if you're good you can finish one in, you know 10 minutes so that was one of the things that i've oh like i like the hitman <laughs> games to a certain extent but i've always found them a little weirdly frustrating because like in a stealth game you know failure is you get spotted for the most part and that's pretty much it you're going to reload a save in hitman the game generally doesn't... I mean, I guess there's something freeing about the fact that the game doesn't really require you to restart. But invariably, like, a plan goes to shit, and you end up just sort of slaughtering a bunch of people, and that's sort of okay. Well, here you just die. Right. If you, if you, Oh, really? If it goes to shit and people see you, like, you're screwed. I mean, I, at least I had it on, like, a difficult enough setting that, like, a SWAT team would appear in, like, a minute, and they would oh. just destroy me. Uh, how is it? Have you tried like stealth in it through it? Yeah, I mean that's how you kind of have to play it through stealth. I mean how I'm I'm super into like stealth games. I think Dishonored got me into the idea of like being okay with that genre for the first time in my entire life. Like how how does it make sense the stealth? Like is there feedback? Is it like if you're in the shadows, then nobody can yeah. see you, even if you're right next to them? Yeah, I mean you you there's kind of a vision mechanic basically. There you have this like. Uh, I always call it Feral Sense because that's what it was in Wolverine Origins, which was the first game I saw this in. But you hold a button and it depletes this bar, and that when that's held, you can see who sees you, kind of like what the paths are, so where the guards are going to walk next. Uh, gives you a foresight, and then also if you're in a costume that is the same as the guard who sees you. So if you're a cop and he's a cop, it basically will trick him so he doesn't see through the disguise. Uh, hmm. And this runs out relatively quickly. You can also use it to, like, uh, shoot, like, four people in a row when you burst into a door or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, the problem is this stuff does run out. So it it's not as intuitive as, say, Mark of the Ninja, uh, which I think is, like, the most... You know exactly what you're doing at all times in terms of stealth. Um, yeah, it's weird. I It's like I, I really, really like the game. I think it's visually beautiful and there's a lot of crazy things that you can do in it but ultimately these a lot of these stealth games i i still feel like i'm learning the language of the developer where it's like hey we thought of 12 really cool ways for you to kill someone uh i hope you find them in this level well i mean that's all that stuff has to be driven internally i feel like for games like that like when i played dishonored i tried to play it without killing anybody because like i feel like they had designed it so you could do that and yeah. i kind of wanted to see their vision for that idea i feel like if you you have the option of just shooting your way through hitman but i mean there's got to be people out there who just kind of want to see yeah. how they have designed these things yeah they're 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 mouse it's mousetrap you know like i i feel like we have got to stop comparing every single game to Mousetrap. Do we, do we do that a lot? I didn't <laughs> notice. But yeah, it's it's basically like the spring is already set and the joy is in watching it play out. Uh, yeah. And with Dishonored, I felt it was a little different in that while the deaths weren't as you know, crazy, I felt like I was always in complete control of it. Uh, yep, that it was something right. like I had earned. And like I, I, I did it, not like, oh, I found what I needed to you know, spring. I, I did hear about a later mission in Hitman where essentially it's night and you're trying very carefully not to wake daddy. Mm -hmm. And that kind of reminded me <laughs> of something else. I heard of this other mission where you're, uh, you're, uh, you're hanging out with an Inuit family mm -hmm. in Alaska uh, and their child falls on the frozen lake oh, no. and you have to cross the lake to get to them. But the, the ice is very brittle, very oh. thin. Oh, no, no. But I did hear about this mission where you, uh, you have to go to jail and then you have to escape, but the only people who can help you are grapes. <laughs> 
That's a good one. That's a that's a real deep um, pull. So here's <laughs> before before we get off this one thing I do want to say. I don't know how it is on 360, and as Rush Rushdick can attest, I'm a PC snob. Mm-hmm. Beyond it, just looking balls awesome on PC. Like it's the first game where a cutscene ended and I didn't do anything for a minute because I thought the cutscene was still just kind of going. Uh, oh wow! I didn't realize the game was here, and the reason I think the reason that is is you will go into these environments like Chinatown, and there are as many people, if not more people, than would ever be in a place like this. Like, they're just showing off with how many uh, AI care, like NPCs are just strolling around, and all of them are having conversations. And it's so awesome to play a stealth game where you blend into the people because you actually just blend in with the people. It's not like Assassin's Creed where it's like, oh, I, I was walking with these three prostitutes and no one noticed me. Like... You get lost in a crowd. There's a, a level on a subway platform where, like, you need to get lost in a crowd, and it feels like you are actually hiding from the cops in a crowd of, you know, hundreds of people. Yeah, but you're, like, a really tall, very pale, bald dude. No, How because do you, get lost you, in you, you, you murder one of the civilians uh, on your way in, and then you dress up as them. That's horrible. Yeah, that's how I do. I like that, though. That gives my motor running. <laughs> Kind of like to hear that. I shouldn't admit it's good it. Good to feel charged up, you know. So, as someone who's not familiar with the series, you you still dig as, it? Yeah, I was intimidated. I no longer am. I strongly recommend it. Because uh, hmm. I have I've played some of those Hitman games, but I that feeling that Dishonored gave me of like, well, the stealth didn't work out, but it's still going to be fun. I I was I, I have a clear memory of getting the exact opposite vibe from. Uh, yeah, the non-stealth stuff like, has never felt amazing in those games. No. Yeah, right. The good thing is when it works here, it's it's more of a tension game than like I feel like most stealth is. I feel like most stealth is you sneaking up on someone else, right, and using stealth in that way. And the mm. most exciting moments of this game is just not being seen, like in plain sight. It's holy shit, this guy is literally inches away from me, and I can't strike right now, and I need to get him into the right place so that it looks like I wasn't even here. Yeah, that, so that sounds cool. Tension. I'm down with that. Yeah. But how much does the game cost? Whew, I don't know, like a gajillion or something. Might as well, because the game that we're going to talk about now doesn't cost any money. So your game, by as a result, costs how, infinity times how more. How many times have you used this argument? This is your favorite argument. This is not a good argument. I know. Um, I've been playing a lot of Planet Side 2. Oh, that's a lot which like I'm, Mousetrap. It is sort of. Um, <laughs> It's free. It's free to play. Yeah, that's true. Um, it it is free to play. And let me preface everything that I'm about to say by saying that you should absolutely, definitely play it. Um, assuming you have a PC that can handle it. Honestly, my PC is not great, and it it does it just fine. But I've heard a lot of people complaining that it's uh it doesn't work. But uh, it's so Planet Side. Did anybody play the original Planet Side? Briefly, it was terrible. It wasn't very good. Um. And it was pressure because I think that what they were trying to go for, just that there was the technology couldn't yeah, support it. Was it was far too yeah. ambitious. There were no hitboxes. Like, you just, like, if you shot somebody in the body, like, they would just sort of register it and then maybe die. Um, so the the years have been good, I think, to the planet side dream because this, it feels a lot more like what they talked about in planet side and it still has its fair share of issues i think my my biggest problems with the game come from transitioning directly from call of duty black ops 2 to planet side 2 which like don't get me wrong i'm not comparing them at all i understand that they are completely different experiences um but but still coming from a game where it's all about the individual and an individual with the right set of skills can you know, just clean up and totally decimate to Planet Side Two, where the individual is basically worthless. Like you can't do anything on your own in Planet Side Two. Have, have any of you played Planet Side Two, Justin? No. I know you were talking about getting in. On uh, it. I played it a preview. Uh, I've, I, yeah, I played the uh, the beta a little bit. I have downloaded it and and uh, and am, am itching to get on board. Here's the with my uh, my uh, my new warrior Killbo Baggins. <laughs> That's good. Uh, um pretty excited so basically it is a massively multiplayer online first person shooter which are becoming in vogue right now um 
and it is free to play. Uh, you pay for you can pay for Station Cash, which is their currency for Sony Online Entertainment games to buy like weapons, but you can also just unlock them normally by playing. Um, I can't think of anything. There are, uh, there are vanity items like armor and uh, like experience boosts that you can buy with Station Cash, but everything else is is you pay for it in the game. Uh, so it's class-based. You have, you know, like engineers who can build turrets and heal vehicles, and you have medics who can heal and revive people, and you have light assault, which have jetpacks, and heavy assault, which have big rifles and stealth classes and a big mech class. Um, and there are tons of vehicles and uh, aircraft that you can use. And, and basically, it, three factions war over all these different control points on these enormous continent-sized maps. Um, and you just struggle for control of those of those different control points. And when you conquer a region, then it, it gives you certain supplies that you need to build the things that you need. Like you can't spawn a certain type of vehicle if you don't have the supplies you need. Um, it basically the entire experience of the game is based around working with within a, a platoon. It's very much like Mag in that sense. Would you say um, it's like Platoon? It's a lot like the movie Platoon. Where, where basically, you, if you don't work together, if you do not, if you're not part of a coordinated front, attacking, a, you know, a, a one singular point, and you're putting all of your effort into this one thing, the game is not much fun. Yeah, uh, I have a so question. It, question. Uh, yeah. Uh, when you said Mag, how many people do you think remembered that game? <laughs> Justin and I played it quite a bit. Yeah, we got so. Oh, yeah, it's good yeah. that two people were playing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, is that shut down now? Have they shuttered Mag? Is Mag shuttered? I, I so I don't think they need to if nobody's playing it. Griffin, um, I was no, no, no. Let me let me come to the defense of Mag real quick because Planet Side Two represents a lot of the same ideas. Mag had some totally dope stuff going on. It had like great the way ideas. That, the right. way that squads and platoons, like the different tiers of organizations and having like one body in charge of a squad and then one body in charge of several squads, like Planet Side 2 basically does all of that, but it does it in a giant persistent world. So like you'll have those big 100 on 100, you know, dogfights for a facility. But what's cool about Planet Side 2 is when that is over, your whole army like just rolls onto the next target and like being a part that's one of my favorite things about planet side two not like the the fights for a facility but like just rolling in a huge armada yeah. of of aircraft and tanks and uh four-wheelers yeah and it's like uh the it's, helicopters in uh what's that movie apocalypse, apocalypse now. it's yeah it's like straight up like ride of the valkyries like it's so awesome and then when you can just crash against another wave of people coming at you like that it's like there are some when when everything comes together in this game and you have two like coordinated groups coming at each other at the same time it is not like any other shooter i've ever played like it actually captures that feeling of like running down a hilltop towards your target with like bullets and missiles whizzing overhead like it actually does that shit more than any other shooter ever has so the, the issue is that you have to wait so long to get into well, like that's that. that's sort of the question I had. So, the, well, correct me if I'm wrong. The entire game is PvP. Yeah, yeah, it's all PvP. It's all PvP. So, and are you playing? Are you personally playing with people that you know? Uh, I haven't. No. So, is it an issue? Because, like, when I play Call of Duty solo, mm. more often than not, it kind of sucks because you're not like directly talking to people. Yeah. So, do you have an issue coordinating uh, it, with strangers? No, because it has so it has in-game voice chat, which is helpful. Um, and when you do get in there with a guy who's like, we have a tango coming in the six o'clock entrance of the, like, it's kind of dope. Like you kind of get into that mindset really nicely, but it also has like a lot of options for instantly finding a group. And then I think like every 20 or 30 minutes or so you can instantly spawn into that group. Otherwise you have to like get a vehicle and, and catch up with them from starting the game, like loading up into your bases, your, your, your headquarters, all you have to do is press insert to automatically insert yourself into a group and then press insert again to automatically spawn in on that group. So you like just keep pressing, pressing insert. Yeah. Basically the whole game is you just keep tapping insert and whichever army taps at the fastest wins. <laughs> um, that sounds like my Friday night. So it's night. like curiosity basically. It is basically like that. Yeah. Uh, there are, 
it the problem is that it needs a lot of balance fixes like i have only found maybe two guns that i don't just hate like the guns are either completely impotent or they they buck like a mule um that just the gunplay is kind of weak across the board which i think can be fixed also the unlocks like you wait have a minute so it's a shoot a first person shooter how can you fix that if that's just, not working that is a big big problem Well, i mean just lowering the recoil on all of the weapons across the board would be great Here, here's the problem the weapon unlocks like they're so unbalanced how they unlock it so you earn cert points by playing which are what you use to unlock things inside of your classes. So you can spend like a thousand cert points to unlock a new gun. So you're earning certs? You're earning certs. You're earning fresh, fresh breath mints. Okay. Um, you will have to play for like an hour or two to get enough certs to unlock like maybe one or two attachments for a gun. Like it's not, it's just so slow. And I understand that they're doing that for retention because it's an MMO. Well, right? not they only don't retention, they want to make money. Well, they want to make money, but... I don't think you can actually buy attachments and stuff with real money. You can buy guns with real money. Like, the, the business model just doesn't make any sense. But moreover, it's just it, the carrot is, like, two miles away from you. Like, you are, you are, it takes so long to get anything that you want. And then, like, there's weird stuff where, like, you'll buy this healing kit. And you're like, awesome, that only cost me one cert point. And the next level, it's like, now it's going to cost you 50 cert points if you want to upgrade it. It's like, well, that'll take me four hours to get that much. Like, I don't, I just don't want to do that. I, but again, like I think that's a thing they can tweak. I think they can just make stuff a little bit cheaper. Um, it has its fair share of problems, but it's free. And like those moments of those like Helm's Deep moments are are like some of the coolest battles I've I've been a part of in a in an online game. That does sound pretty cool. I'm uh, I'm on the Matt. Terran Republic. If you want to join up on Watterson, is the server. I, I somehow I don't think it's running on my MacBook Air. I just, I love Bill Watterson so much, yeah. and so I wanted to fight specifically for him. <laughs> for the honor for the of Bill Watterson. If you kill enough of the bad guys, then Ford won't be able to mm -hmm. make pictures my, of Calvin my, peeing on... on my logo, logo is Calvin peeing on the other two factions in the game. <laughs> With a dual stream dual, of urine. Yeah. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so... You know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Who was in Las Vegas oh, God. this week? I was. I So I feel like there's a picture in people's minds of like the ideal Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. more often than not, that picture does not resemble loud, neon, drunk people in white beaters. Right. Uh, that was pretty much my Las Vegas Great. Thanksgiving. That makes it really easy. We don't even have to talk about I it. I know. You're right. How, how did that happen? It's because my grandparents live there. Do they like they it? They love it. Thanksgiving, uh, Las Vegas is um, sort of ideal for old people because it's very flat and you can drive everywhere and there's a lot of like early bird specials and such. So they loved it. Right. They love it. They um, like the reels? They like the, they like the slots? Uh, my grandmother slots, plays play slot machines all the time. Yeah. And But it's... She addicted, would you say? Yeah, probably. But I, mean, I heard she's... this really sad episode of This American Life about being addicted to slots. Is she's like, like eighty-five. What else is she going to be addicted to? I... It's true. Heroin. Yeah. Hugs. I guess. Do you ever calls from her grandkids? Yeah. Oh. What if your inheritance is lost to the just the old steel machine? Yeah, I'm worried. I don't know. It's just like, it's just, it was just like it's nice to see family and stuff, but I just sort of wished it was more idyllic than like loud insanity you know well, what hotel did you go can't to? change the stripes you know what do you you spend your whole life hearing about how this city is just full of a bunch of drunk irresponsible people and then you go to it and you don't like it because of how drunk and irresponsible it is yeah pretty much <laughs> did you did you gamble yeah did i played some gambling? poker against how'd you do locals i, I didn't oh, do great <laughs> i've never had the nerve to play at a table it's I fun so I, if afraid. if you do um go to vegas that's what i would recommend because even if you lose at poker uh the money your money still lasts like way longer than at like blackjack oh my god tell me about it like i was able to play for like an hour and a half or two hours and i ended up losing like 80 bucks which in the long run, like you could 80 bucks is usually where I ended up like losing whenever I went to the um, the the local table games around Huntington. I forget exactly where it is. I would usually cross. It's a it's out cross. Yeah, I would usually I would usually hit that 60 to 80 mark. And then I'd be like, well, that's a good that's a good amount of money to lose. Yeah. And I, I feel like you're losing it to people and not a faceless like institution. Oh, no, I, I, I was I was a blackjack man. Oh really? Yeah, I would lose that shit in like twenty minutes, maybe, if I was lucky. Wait, you were playing blackjack in Huntington? Yeah. Are these illegal tables? No, no, no. They they no. There is they a legalized. They have a yeah. Not in Huntington. In 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 Cross Lane. Uh, at the dog track. Yeah, at the dog in track. Cross Lane. Oh, that's the good stuff. Maybe you you lose sixty bucks on the tables. You go drop a but du- a, a buck on a doggy, and then maybe you win it back. Maybe it's a good no, day. I understand your confusion. The table games are relatively new there. Yeah, they just they just made those legal. Uh, like I don't know. Economy economy hit you hard. Con- Economy's <laughs> tough, man. We're selling our soul, sold our soul to coal. Now we're selling it to the to the uh, green eyed one arm. I asked. Monster. I asked if they take scrip from from the mine, but they wouldn't. <laughs> they wouldn't accept it. They said, wouldn't do it, huh? I want a good old fashioned American spondulee. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> script. Well, then let's. You know, I'm making script jokes. I don't know what that is. Okay. Well, have fun on Google. Who's been playing Persona Four? Me. Guys, Again, I'm like, girlfriend. I'm like, thirty-four hours deep into that guy, and oh, man, man. Yowzers. I'm confused. So this is Persona Four Golden. Yeah. Did you play Persona 4? No, Tough. I've not played any of them. Don't need to, because it's not golden. Why would you want to play the non-precious metal edition of this game? It doesn't make now, sense to I me. have to say, before you listeners out there shut your brains off, I was once like you. Mm-hmm. I would hear Persona, and like my bra- I would go to sleep. I finished, I, go to I finished... I had never played a Persona game until Persona 3 Portable, which I got 
for the Vita, and I spent maybe 50 hours on, and that was earlier this year, and I'm still, like, I was still hungry to play even more Persona, which is fortunate. Um, Basically, what you need to know about Persona, it is a game composed of two parts, and the first part is, like, a life simulation um, where you uh, have to make social connections with people that this is not like a creep in not a creepy way because that might be where you go um you just meet people and some of the people are party members that you use in combat some people are just locals around the town um but everything you do also complements the other part of the game which is a dungeon diving rpg um where you you know do the stuff that you think goes along with that genre. You fight monsters, you collect treasure. You Is it turn-based? Is it like Final Fantasy? It's turn-based, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, the combat is sort of, the combat is based around uh, finding like the weaknesses of your enemies and then exploiting them because you get extra tur- turns for doing that. So you have to try and like set up combos and, and basically keep them from attacking. Is it action-y in the way that like Paper Mario is action-y? No, not at all. Not, not, not in the least little bit. Um, and you do that combat with uh, other party members who have personas, which are sort of set in stone for them. It's just like, this character is a fire type guy and this character you know, is really strong. Uh, but the main character can change personas, which you collect in a Pokemon-esque fashion. Um, usually you can just find them after you, after you win a battle, but you can also combine them uh, in all sorts of different ways to get new personas. Um, there's, it's a very complex but like really rewarding system because there's like inheritances you can give powers from one persona to the other uh, and once you figure it out like you can really tailor make your your strategy which you need to do because as the battles uh, get harder like you need to sort of evolve to to move up um, but all of that stuff is complemented by the other part of the game which is like each each social link is what they're called each relationship you have with somebody outside of the dungeon strengthens your ability to make a certain type of persona inside of the dungeon so you may have they're all split along like tarot cards so you may have like one relationship that represents this one tarot and if you get it really 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 strong then then next time you make a persona of that type it will also be very very strong this is the hardest yeah thing to even perceive of. I know. I, it's hard to explain, too. Basically, be... everything you do in real life better prepares you to fight in the dungeon. Um, and, yeah. I'm gonna shoot Is this the game right. where you shoot yourself in the head? Yeah. No, that was Persona 3. Oh, okay. Uh, Perso- they don't do that anymore. <laughs> How they evoke. Yeah. I have, I have... Uh, Persona 3 had this kind of cool prep school, um, almost like Buffy the Vampire Slayer vibe, because like you were this elite team of hunters that lived in this dorm but by night they they you know went into this tower and fought things persona 4 is like much stranger you take it takes place in this really sleepy small town and you go inside of your television uh to this like alternate world inside of your television um it's really it's it it runs the line up of quirkiness like right up to being too weird and that's all represented in like the dialogue and the localization. Like it almost crosses over, but it doesn't, which ends up being like super charming and, and entertaining. Chris Plan, I thought you, I, I thought you played this. I thought no, you were getting into I was, it. I was really interested in it, and like, I was sold. Now I don't know. Now it sounds, yeah. it sounds really, it sounds really complicated. Well, it's not super, only that, I hate Final Fantasy, and it sounds like a lot like Final Fantasy. It's so, it's so. I'm, super I'm gonna not. try it. Justin, you played Persona 3, and Persona 3 is very, very similar to Persona 4. There's a lot more stuff to do in Persona 4, but the core of the game is is basically the same idea of splitting your time between real life and, and, uh, you know, dungeon stuff. I ate so much Persona 3 that I played for 40 hours, and the way my experience of that game ended was me just, like, standing up from the table... And pushing my play away and saying I can't eat anymore. Yeah. But if you haven't tasted any Persona Three, you might be surprised at how much you enjoy the flavor. The problem with, I'm just stuffed right the now. The problem with Persona Three, I think, is that there weren't all that many things to do outside of the world. Like every game has I think the same amount of 
social links, which you have to develop over time. But um, there's also stuff you, like you can go see a movie and improve like certain skills, or you can, you know, do this one mini game. And uh, Persona Four Golden has like dozens more options to do. Like I, you will not spend. It, it takes place over a year, um, so you spend every day. Um, basically doing different things and and like no two days i spent doing the exact same thing um which it put a really interesting i was worried that was my biggest concern when i was playing persona 3 was that you have a hard time limit like after a year the game is over um but it really does lend itself to like being just good storytelling like special events happen during the town and like your characters look forward to them and like you feel like you really get to know the setting of the game and and the the characters that you're interacting with can you can you describe sort of like a social link example where it's like oh i would need like are you just talking to someone and giving them a flower no like you'll you will have basically the quintessential gold exclamation point over their head telling you like every given day is split up into different chunks right so there's like the morning when you're walking to school and that's usually like a cutscene telling you like what's going on and then after school you'll have the option to basically do whatever you want so you can go you know hang out with one of your friends and it'll, there will be a prompt telling you that you know this person wants to hang out with you so you can do that and then if you've developed your relationship enough like the social link will get stronger um and and those social link storylines are told in like a a multi-step story like so the first step may just be like oh my dad's in the hospital and then like it'll just sort of play out from there and like a lot of the themes are pretty mature a lot of them are sort of thematic about like high schoolers discovering their place in the world which i i I mean you may not you may not dig on but it's it's all handled very well and it's very it's really well written and are they confused about why their bodies are changing yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of explaining what a pube is, and when you explain what a pube is, good, then your your monsters get stronger. Oh, awesome! Yeah, it's really good. Uh, um, so, guys, when when are we ready to make a decision? Yeah, yet? I think so. I feel like I could talk about Persona Four for about twenty more minutes. I feel like I could listen to you talk about it for about two. Yeah, minutes, I'm so. about. To I, th- I think it's a pretty clear difference. winner that uh, this week is Need for Speed Most Wanted. <laughs> <laughs> man i played the multiplayer for that for the first time last night what? holy shit is it fun wait 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 so the reason that game got knocked off is two of you ass clowns didn't play it and then the person who was like my my co-conspirator hadn't even played the whole point of the game well the single player is like super good no it's not it's like it okay it's fine the multiplayer is the whole point. Well, maybe you should have fucking told me to play the multiplayer. Yeah, you really should have told him. Oh, my gosh. I, I would like to petition. Like, I'm going to bring it back at the end of the year, and it's going to be great. It's going to be like it's going to be like Guy Fox-level conspiracy to get it back in the run. That's Because be- yeah. we can't. We need to follow the, the practice that we've been going. No. Yeah, because we've never changed the rules of the show before. Nope, never. Yeah, you're a doofus. <laughs> hey there hey you, you, you can't see but i'm pulling my collar right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, um let's not look that far forward although it is coming up you know i, I actually want to say on. that persona 4 wins that way i have to play it and then i can yeah i can repeat that claim later like it it really i'm i haven't done a good job of explaining it and honestly you I like it think, a lot more than planet side i don't think anyone can yeah yeah it's it's I may have not been showing my enthusiasm enough. It's it's one of my favorite games that I've played this year. Like it's it is it is completely engrossing. Every free moment I have, I play it, and that's partially because it's it's very very good, but also it's just perfectly designed for yeah, pick up and play. Like it is it right. is a well. I'll killer. vote for Persona Four so long as you stop describing it right now. Okay, thank you. We have a deal. <laughs> but people should really try Hitman too. Yeah, you seem super enthusiastic about it. I'm really... I, I, I need to play the rest of it. I feel like we're all very low-key this week. I feel like we're all fucking tired, and I think we're all worried that there's no more games coming up. That's not true. Oh, next no. week is next Far week Cry. Far, Far Cry 3. Cry. Okay, so game... I actually wrote down on this piece of paper, next week is Far Cry 3, knowing that you were going to say it. So cool. can, can you give me two other games? What was the other game besides Far Cry? Oh, uh, what was like a Flash game? The Kenby Matumbo's yeah, Four and a Half Weeks to Save the World. Four and a Half Weeks. Okay. <laughs> okay, so can we pre... I know that we've never done this before. 
Can we prematurely give it to Far Cry 3 for what? this week? Is Have that you possible? not played Dikembe Mutombo? Don't get me wrong. I haven't played it's either good. of these games. Oh my Justin. gosh. But I know one stars a white guy. That's well, all no, I one, one stars a white guy who <laughs> is gradually re-raced or something. The story is really Okay, no weird. spoilers. Uh, one um, of them no spoilers, does please. feature some of the best writing in a game I've seen all year. And it's written by an ad. And it's not Far Cry. Mutombo. It really is something special. Well, listen, let's not count our Dikembe Mutombos before they hatch. Yeah. Let's, let's get to that. <laughs> let's get to that later. Uh, the real question, are we dethroning Black Ops 2? Because it came out For on the... What? It came out on... What game actually wins? I think we're retiring it. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. It's not going to be in our discussion. So I, I say throw, put Persona forward. Yeah, oh that's fine. Oh, my God. I, uh, guys, I never thought this would happen. Well, that's, that's fine. Great. It's getting booted out next week, so it doesn't matter. Horse malarkey. It's I wish good. I I wish I could show it to you on the computer because it's you are looking into a crystal ball. This is what the future is, man. Can you like, show it to us orally? Uh, yes. So you stand on a savanna. In the distance, there is grass, and it's moving Slower. in the wind. But as you get closer, you realize Slower? those are dogs, and the dogs are coming at you. Wait, Savannah? I thought this took place on an Shh. island. You pull out your shotgun, but the dog's already there. He bites your arm. You throw um. the dog to the ground. You shoot the dog in the face, and then you cut him open, and you pull out his guts. And oh then my God. you make those guts into a knapsack. Oh. That's that actually like the game. I just I just spoiled five minutes of the game. That sounds actually great. <laughs> it's pretty great, yeah. <laughs> you, you, I lit a shark on fire with an explosive arrow. Okay. Spoilers. Boom. Did G-O-T-Y. Smile, you son it, of a bitch. Was LL Cool J in his mouth at the time? <gasps> Man, I, I, I wish I could talk about this game because the opening five minutes of this game is so absurd. We're going to have to save it for next week. Oh, man. this is It's going to be good. Folks, thank you so much for listening to our program. Uh, we really appreciate all of you tuning in. Uh, <laughs> Polygon.com is a website where we put our words and let our ink f- fly so you can go there to see everything that we're, we're we got we got cooking uh you can also follow us on twitter at polygon facebook.com f- slash polygon youtube slash polygon polygon.com.tumblr.com <laughs> did you say polygon.com <laughs> no, I said don't go to com. don't go to whatever website that is <laughs> Yeah, uh, please for me. And uh, thank you for joining you, us on the if besties. If you do go, let me know what's on it though. I have net nanny, or I go myself. <laughs> I have I have a self-imposed net nanny. Did you say net nanny? Net nanny. Did you say net nanny? He's got his own problems. Net nanny. It's my grandma. She sits behind me and she says, "What is Polygon dot com? Gross." <laughs> thank you for joining us on the besties, and be sure to join us again next week because she's the world's best friends. Pick the world's best games. Besties!